picture or a video may be worth a thousand words, but sometimes a bigger story is not always told. We are a program dedicated to telling you those stories with analysts and opinions from those that go beyond the lens. We are AllMonster.com Beyond the Lens. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of AllMonster.com's Beyond the Lens. This week we are doing a season preview. Very timely, of course, because we're coming up on January 7th, 8th, and 9th, the start of the new season in Monster Trucks. So, with me today is Ed Horman from near the home of Bigfoot in O'Fallon, Missouri, as well as Dustin Hart near the home of Gravedigger in Nags Head, North Carolina. Now guys, we have definitely have a lot to talk about. This has been one of the most exciting silly seasons uh, that we've seen in monster trucks, a lot of people getting new rides, a lot of people changing teams. Uh, there's a ton of new storylines heading into this season in all promoters and with almost all rides. So uh, the more things change, uh, the more they change. So what interests you most coming into this season? What do you think is the top story in monster trucks coming into the 2011 season? Robbie, mine would have to be expansion. Uh, I know we talked about it on the show previously, but it it just seems that, you know, Feld and everyone else is expanding so much, let it be with trucks or just going into new areas that haven't been, but mine would be expansion. That You actually kind of took mine there, Ed. That's, uh, that's the biggest theme to me by far. Uh, you know, Feld is expanding their operation. I think the, the biggest thing in the background that we have going on is that Monster trucks, even through our current economy and everything else, have exploded in popularity and uh, continue to, to get bigger and better every year. We're seeing Monster Jam expand, I think, in part due to the ownership, uh, expand to some new arenas over the summer, make the Europe Tour bigger, and then heading into this first quarter, we're seeing shows like the new, uh, the new Carrier Dome show in Syracuse pop, start to pop up. And I think it gives everybody a bigger opportunity to run some of the bigger stadiums and i think it gets more people exposed to monster trucks and sucks more people in and uh you know that's obviously good for business as well uh but it's also good for the drivers uh we're seeing things like uh you know charlie pawkin uh you can see his schedule at charliepawkin.com uh he has one of the best schedules he's had in years uh in part due to you know the expansion of the sport and the expansion of the venues that that we all run in so uh, very exciting, you know. Uh, Checkered Flag is obviously running a few more shows this year. Um, you know they're expanding the uh, the group of trucks that they're uh, rostering. So I think it's going to be just a very interesting year. I think that a lot more people will go to more shows. So it's a win win. Yeah, much like you guys have both said, expansion is really a uh, it's kind of a hot topic here. You know, coming into the 2011 season, um, you know we've seen you know where. You know, Feld Entertainment has expanded the Monster Jam brand name, and they're going into new venues and really, you know, they're picking up. You know, they've they picked up another new uh, sponsorship truck with the Lucas Oil Crusader and Lindsey Wink driving that, which is a you know another great sponsorship for them. And uh, you know, we're also seeing you know that they've expanded their driver roster and they're starting to broaden their horizons and start bringing in drivers from other fields, like we've discussed before with. Uh, Nicole Johnson and the Tasmanian Devil Truck, and then um, it was just recently announced that um, Todd LaDuke is going to be piloting Blue Thunder this year and touring with uh, Chad Tingler. So that's another really well-established name from the short course and desert racing scene and coming in and maybe uh, getting a few more crossover fans from a different uh, form of motorsports. 
Definitely. We've already discussed the uh, the crossover topic. That was one of our first topics here on Beyond the Lens, but it's still relevant today. Um, you know that you can you can sort of bring your fan base over into the sport. And uh, I got to be honest with you, I, d- I don't follow the the off road scene as much as I should, but I've been starting to follow it more and more because of these guys that have been coming over from that scene. You know, Leo Donald is also in that in that category where. He does a little bit of both, and uh, I read up on Todd LaDuke, and uh, you know I'm I'm impressed. The guy's won at almost every level that he's been at, and uh, he'll definitely be a name to watch first quarter. That actually leads into my second question, which is, if you had to pick either a truck or a driver to be on the lookout for and sort of give everybody the heads up, hey, you should be take, checking this guy or gal out this year, uh, who do you think is going to have a, a an extra good season, a breakout year in monster trucks in 2011? All right, I'm going to go with two of them. First is going to be Chris Logano with with Sudden Impact Racing. And the second is going to be Carl Van Horn with Gravedigger. Yes, we've all seen Carl, but I think he's got his juices flowing again and and got the right deal like we've talked about here for. But I think that those two are going to be the two for me to look out for. Definitely, definitely. Those are uh, are definitely two good names. Uh, You know, Chris Logano moved over from uh, the Raising Cane team to... Excalibur, and that was obviously a good move for him. Uh, you know, Raising Kane was a, a great start for him, and now he has a, a piece of equipment and a team that uh, I think is a great fit, and that's definitely, uh, you know, a good idea for him to, to do that. You know, Raising Kane's still going to be backed very well. Uh, an old name is going to be coming back in. Uh, Ronnie Cochran is going to be taking the wheel of that truck, so. It'll be interesting to see, though, what uh, Chris Lagana can do. He's he's quickly made a reputation for himself and for the Raising Cane truck as an aggressive combination that's not afraid to break a few parts in order to uh, entertain the fans. So that's uh, that's an interesting thing. Um, as well, I, as far as breakouts, I've got to say uh, I've got to go with a few, too. Um, a few of the names that come to mind immediately uh, that haven't been mentioned are Barry Musawar in uh, El Toro Loco. Um, you know, he can't have a breakout year. Because he's already he hasn't been driving for a whole year yet, but uh, I'm definitely interested to see what Barry's going to do. He had a really solid couple of runs uh, in the two shows that he did overseas, and just seems like he's a good fit for the team that he's on. He's going to be with Rod Schmidt and Gravedigger. He's going to be doing a big variety of shows. He's also going to be doing a lot of shows and getting a lot of seat time. I think that uh, Barry is going to be a good another good fit for a team. And uh, also, I think that you're going to see the entire Advanced Auto Parts Grinder team do very well this year. They have a good combination of trucks and drivers, and uh, they're going to be running some of the bigger shows. So I would be very surprised to see to not see the title sponsor for Monster Jam do well uh, with with the trucks and drivers they have. Uh, you know, another another couple of names to throw in there. I will say Charlie Pawkin. Uh, and Jeremy Slifko, and these guys can both lumped into the same group for the same reason. Uh, first and foremost, they have a fantastic schedule, and that's what's up. I mean, if you are on a big stage more than once a year, and your name is Charlie Pawkin or your name is Jeremy Slifko, then uh, when the lights are on, you usually do a very good job unless your equipment fails you. And uh, Charlie's just had bad luck the last couple of years as far as the regular season before Vegas. Uh, he, he went to St. Louis and just had a freak hit um, and ended his freestyle early. 
and then he had some problems last year in New Orleans. Well, this year, if he has problem at one problems at one big show, uh, you know he's got another seven or eight of them almost to uh, redeem himself. And people will be talking about Charlie and Jeremy a lot this year, I think. Well, another name that I'd like to uh, throw in the discussion here would probably be Gary Porter. Um, you know, it's kind of a name that hasn't gotten quite the uh, you know the appeal of some of the other members of the Grave Digger roster, but uh, you know. Gary's finally getting a new truck, and you know number twelve is uh, being passed down, and Gary's finally going to have a brand new chassis to work with, and I'm really interested to see what Gary's going to be able to do with this new truck. Um, you know, number twelve wasn't exactly the best fit for a lot of the small arena shows that he did, but he really did the best with what he could. Uh, he's got one of the new in-house chassis designs, and uh, you know, as far as I know, I believe he's only had one show under your, uh, with the new truck. Um, I believe that was in London, Ontario, this past November. But uh, really looking forward to see what Gary can do with a fresh piece of equipment. I think we're hitting on a couple of different things with this with this specific question. Is uh, we have rising stars, we have rookies, and I think that there's also a lot of rookies this year. That opens up discussion of uh, another question here: Who do you think is going to take home rookie of the year? I mean, I think the race this year is pretty wide open. You know, there's not just one or two guys that have the opportunity to earn that award this year. I mean, there are a lot of newcomers to the sport. So, uh, you know, who, who do you think is going to shine this year in their first year and behind the wheel of a monster truck? Well, I think with the, uh, with the schedule that, uh, Morgan Kane has, he's got a really good shot to impress a lot of people and, you know, do so on big stages. You know, they've got a fair amount of stadium shows on their schedule this year. And I think really seeing what I've seen already out of Morgan and the you know, two times I've seen him perform, He's a natural fit in the truck. He's really he knows how to freestyle the truck very well. He seems to be very comfortable inside the truck. Um, I think he's got a pretty good shot at winning, you know, rookie of the year this year. If not, you know, he's definitely going to impress a lot of people. I think. I should say the one person that I think is going to win it, if uh, his past success in other motorsports is any indication, would be Todd the Duke. Um, he's done so much in in his other sports that he has been in that it just seems like a natural fit for him to jump to mantra trucks next. So that would be my pick. Well, you guys definitely took two, two great picks. And from there, I've got to say, I'm not really sure about some of these uh, names to throw out there, including Nicole Johnson behind the wheel of Taz. Uh, Becky McDonough, of course, has, has uh, a new identity to debut with uh, the Dragonsburg. And she's definitely going to get some good opportunities um, she had some breakage in the in the event that, in Europe driving Donkey Kong that I saw, so it's kind of hard to tell where she's going to go, what she's going to do. But I, I would say that she's got a shot, um, given the the way that she came up through the sport too. She knows what's going to be broken on a truck when she's inside it, and that can't be underestimated because she's going to know how to work with a truck. If they let her keep going when you know she has something minor wrong with the truck she's going to be able to work with it instead of maybe making a mistake so i I think that her experience uh behind the wrenches is going to help with her experience behind the wheel that's definitely a pick there uh you know other other sort of unknowns that are going to be coming up obviously with no offense intended there uh joe parnell is going to be driving for randy brown motorsports this year taking a chris baker spot uh in el toro loco so He's one to watch. As well, there's uh, Scott Buto and the second Ironman truck. That team's expanding. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, I think from there, you just, you're going to have to go out to the shows. You're going to have to 
check the YouTube channels. You're going to have to check everything out and see how these people are doing. And uh, that's definitely going to be an interesting, an interesting story to follow. Uh, another another story to follow is uh, the we won't call them the old timers, but the experienced veterans behind the wheel coming back into the sport. Uh, names there include Tony Farrell in the legendary Gravedigger. Uh, there would be Ronnie Cochran behind the wheel of Rising Cane. What do you think that some of these people are going to do? Norm Miller is another name driving the Batman. Uh, how do you see someone who has been out of the sport for several years and is now coming back into it? How do you see some of these guys doing and fitting into the mix, if you will, this year? I see a little bit of a learning curve for some of them just because a few of them been out of the seat for a long, but I see them picking up exactly where they were when they left, which is most of them were very successful at doing what they did, and you know that's the reason why they're coming back is that they were successful and they were very good drivers and knew what the equipment could do. Um, so I see Tony doing very successful, Joe and all them doing very good. Um, I'm really interested out of all them that are coming back to see Tony driving the Gravedigger, the Legend truck, um, just to see how that that truck's going to look and how he's going to drive in. It's going to be uh, pretty unique. I think probably the person that I'm going to be uh, quietly looking out for is Eric Tack. Um, you know, Eric got to come back for uh, the Domination in the Dome event in Pontiac this past year. And, uh, you know, he's he's filling in for Larry Swim until Larry Swim gets back healthy. And, uh, you know, I'm really interested to see what he's going to pull off this year with the Checkered Flag Productions Tour. You know, Eric's proven he's no slouch, and uh, it's not hard for him to shake off the rust. I think he's going to do awesome this year with uh, the Checkered Flag Productions group. You definitely have a good point there. I was able to see Eric run in Detroit, and I was surprised. I, I still say that the freestyle victory there that he took was a little debatable, uh, but the fact that it was even debatable after all those months of not driving is a credit to uh, taxability behind the wheel. Uh, that's unquestionable. Uh, same thing with Farrell. Ed, Ed made a great point there. That's the one that I'm on the lookout for. Um, you know, As we mentioned with Gary Porter, uh, depending on the schedule that Tony's running, um, he knows his equipment. He's been at all levels of the sport, you know, from the uh, Blue Ribbon Bandit days all the way to, uh, you know, his current ride in Gravedigger. And he knows his equipment, but that doesn't mean that he's going to be able to do, you know, a fantastic job right away, right off the bat. It's a big adjustment, especially to a chassis as unique as Gravedigger 12. I think that he's going to do a great job, but I don't know if he's going to immediately click with that truck right off the bat, especially if he's in a small arena at the start so it'll be interesting though he's got to represent the gravedigger team as uh you know as anybody else would you know it's one of the biggest names in the sport and he even gets to debut a new identity along with it uh you know with adam anderson so that's going to be interesting to see i'm also interested to see how ronnie cochran does uh you know back from the radical rescue days uh it's been a while since we've seen him behind the wheel of a truck and uh, i'm interested to see what he's going to do uh with raising cane all right, well, coming into our next question here, I am interested to see what people coming into a new ride this year are going to do. Uh, names that I wanted to throw out there and just see what you guys thought of them. Uh, ben Winslow, Bobo, as we know him, uh, is going to be behind the wheel of Iron Outlaw this year, which is a new chassis to him. That touches on the theme of new, new chassis again, but uh, I'm interested in the driver in this case, guys. Uh, I want to throw out a few names and see what you think of them and what their chances are to make an impact this year in, in the 2011 season. Uh, you know, first is, is Ben Winslow behind the wheel of Iron Outlaw. 
I definitely think that Bobo Ben Winslow is going to do awesome behind the wheel of the Iron Outlaw. He's a hard worker, gets the job done, and he knows how his truck's going to handle. He's he, We all know he came up from being in a crew, crew chief and stuff like that, so he knows how the truck is. Uh, he's definitely going to have a very good piece of equipment, a lot of power, and uh, I'm pretty excited to see what he can do behind the wheel of Iron Outlaw. I'm very interested to see, you know, how him being on the road paired up with somebody like Jimmy Creighton is going to work out. You know, um, he's definitely going to he's going to you know have a chance to learn a lot from somebody like Jimmy, who's got such a great experience and a vast knowledge about this sport. Um, you know, anytime he's going to have a question about you know what's going on with a truck or something like that, you know, he's going to have somebody reliable to go to, and uh, you know that'll help you know ease that learning curve out and. Uh, you know, it's a great piece of equipment. There's no denying that. And it seems like everybody that's gone through that truck has gone on to having great success, whether whether it be with the team or, you know, in another area. So uh, really looking forward to seeing how Bobo does this season. Definitely. I'm interested to see what it's going to be like when uh, he runs a few big shows and has a little more exposure. Uh, he didn't get to run too much, but uh, going back to the theme of that Detroit show, he was one of my big surprises. I knew that he had talent behind the wheel. I knew that he knew how a truck worked so that he could work with his piece of equipment. But I think that that night in Detroit, he got the very most out of his equipment that he could, specifically in freestyle when he was behind the wheel of Ground Pounder. And you saw his progression over the summer as I, as I spoke with him. He was gaining confidence behind the wheel. And, uh, you know, of course, Ed touched on the fact that he really works hard behind the wrenches too and got that from uh, – from the time that he started working with Be- with George Bellhan and Escalade, so he's uh, he's very interested in working hard and playing hard, if you will. Uh, another person that's had a lot of work, uh, you know, behind the wheel here in in all different capacities, overseas in Australia and and all over the place. Uh, Craig Christensen, and he sort of I don't know what you would call it took a year off from the Maximum Destruction team and. Uh, got behind the wheel of Donkey Kong. Now he's back and uh, has a great new chassis, new piece to work with that fits him more. So I personally believe that uh, Craig Christensen is going to have a great year and uh, not as many conflicts with his equipment this year behind the wheel of Maximum Destruction. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I agree, Robbie. I think Craig's going to have a great year with the uh, Max D truck and his, his new chassis not the woman style chassis that he had so many problems with uh, a few years back and everyone had the rollover countdown and how many he did in the weekend and stuff like that but i definitely see big things from craig this year yeah and i think uh you know with the amount of work that craig has been doing down in australia as you alluded to earlier robbie you know he's gotten to i guess you could say broaden his horizons a bit you know he's been behind the wheel now of a lot of different style trucks in that time span so now, you know, he's probably that much more comfortable being able to jump into a new seat. So, you know, having this brand new truck to run with the Maximum Destruction team, I think he's going to, you know, he'll, he'll gel with it quickly. He'll find that chemistry and he's going to be pretty comfortable in it pretty quickly. And, you know, we'll be seeing, you know, the usual Craig Christensen. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. Definitely. When you have a green light to run as hard as the Maximum Destruction team runs, uh, that's something that Craig's been waiting for his whole career, I think. And uh, I look forward to seeing all of the excitement, good and bad, that can come out of running as hard as you can. So uh, another person that's going to have an oppor- a great opportunity is Darren Miggs behind the wheel of Stone Crusher. And uh, for those of you that don't know, this is uh, Steve Sims's former chassis. Steve's getting a new one this year. 
But uh, Darren has a great opportunity here to both expand his own horizons and the Stone Crusher teams. Uh, he's going to be running all over this, all over the uh, United States. Uh, I mentioned a couple of West Coast shows that he's on. Has a fantastic schedule, and uh, he's been kind of known as like a little bit of a lone wolf. They used to say that about Gary Porter when he drove Carolina Crusher, and uh, I think the description fits a little bit with Darren. Uh, which is not to say that he's uh, you know only works by himself all the time or anything, but I've witnessed a couple shows where he's rolled up to an event. And he's been the only one that hopped out of the hauler and started tiring the truck up, whether it's been Bounty Hunter, Bigfoot, you know, any of the other names that he's driven. Um, his star has risen because of himself and himself, uh, you know, putting in just hours of long work. And, uh, you know, he helped uh, Jimmy Creighton's team have have two great Bounty Hunters. You know, when, when Jimmy expanded his team to, uh, you know, include the three trucks and have two bounty hunters instead of a bounty hunter, a Scarlet Bandit, and an Iron Outlaw. Um, you know, there's a little bit of pressure there. There's a little bit of uh, a reputation to uphold. And I didn't know much about Darren, but he impressed me at a show in St. Louis. Um, just ran a fantastic, uh, a fantastic event, and uh, really has just risen through the ranks. So I think that this is another step in that in that progression. And uh, you know, Stone Crusher and Darren Miggs, I think, is a good combination. I'm looking forward to seeing what he's got for us this year. Agreed 100% in all the points there, Robbie, about Darren. Uh, I got to see him when he was with the team Bigfoot, and the hard working and, and being that lone wolf, as you said, was definitely pretty evident when I saw him. Uh, he was definitely well prepared for everything. He knows what he's doing. He's not afraid to uh, get into the truck and, and other than that, Darren's going to be a good fit with Stone Crusher. Uh, the pressure of, like you alluded to earlier, with him driving the second bounty hunter, he's going to have the same with the Stone Crusher, but he's going to be perfectly fine with it, bringing the Stone Crusher into new house, new households that they haven't been to before. So it's going to be awesome for everyone in that team. I think the most important thing about you know this move that Darren has made is is that he's excited. When I spoke to him in Hampton this past November. You know, he and I spoke for a little while about, you know, how this is going to be working out and everything. And he's excited. He really is. He, you can, you can hear it in his voice that he's, you know, he's excited to go out there and, you know, expand the Stone Crusher name. He's excited to go out and, you know, kind of have a fresh start and really, you know, he's going to do, I think he's going to do fantastic this year. Um, you know, like I said, that excitement level for him, I think shows that, you know, he's really optimistic about how things are going to go this year. And, uh, you know, Anytime you've got that optimism, you've got that good, you know, vibe going on, it always seems to carry over well. Definitely great points all around there. Now, uh, to wrap this thing up, who do you see taking home the big championships? You know, uh, we have obviously the debate of a point series and who should get in here and who should do that, and who should do whatever. But, you know, to wrap this thing up, there are some championships up for grabs and, uh, that would include the Las Vegas Championship, the Pocatello Idaho Championship, uh, in order for Monster Jam and Checkered Flag Productions. Who do you see either either taking a, vic- a big victory on a big stage at the end of the year, or uh, you know winning a championship in those uh, in those regards? Oh wow, tough question there. But uh, Pocatello and CFP, I'm going to go with uh, Eric Tech or Larry Swim. Depends on if when Larry gets back in the truck and what they decide to do, because I know there's there's talk about the points travel with the dri- driver and stuff like that. So that could be a little confusing come the end of the year for them. But I say bad boy Bigfoot and Pocatella. Um, World Finals for Feld Entertainment. That's a tough one. I'm going to go with uh, 
Another one I'm seeing is I'm thinking Chucky's going to repeat in some form, repeat in freestyle racing. I'm going to go with a big surprise here. John Zimmer, uh, last year he put on a heck of a run, almost took out Dennis Anderson, and uh, I think he's going to be a real big force to be reckoned with. Well, uh, you know, I, I, it's still too, it's still way too early in the year for me to uh, you know be making a lot of confident picks, but uh, one that I think I'm comfortable making is. Uh, as far as the freestyle championship goes, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, there's going to be a lot of guys gunning for that this year when it comes down to the World Finals in Vegas. But I think the guy that's looking to really uh, return to stardom and really uh, take back his title and rightfully defend it uh, is Adam Anderson. You know, uh, World Finals ten, he had the accident in racing, and you know he was sidelined out from being able to compete in freestyle. And then you know this year he took a really tough bounce on his first jump, and you know that pretty much took him out of contention right away. You know he ended up on his lid after the first jump, and I think really Adam's going to be determined to come back to Vegas this year and try and reclaim his title. Well, uh, as far as the Las Vegas aspect, I'm going to go with with two uh, not newcomers, but two people that will, if it happens, win their first titles. Uh, I think that in racing, it, it's going to come down to Mark McDonald or John Zimmer. Uh, I'm going to snake Ed's pick there as well. But uh, I, th- I saw those runs that they did, and they were the ones that struck me in Vegas last year as the most consistent. And they were also near the top you know, in their best runs they could have run with anybody. McDonald obviously had a big, big crash and a little bit of a problem there racing Dennis Anderson. And, um, but he was looking real good, you know, fast qualifier, the whole nine yards. And, uh, he knows how to manage a truck, you know, as good as anybody out there. And obviously, uh, Ed alluded to the point where Zimmer gave Anderson his best race on the way to the world title. So I see those two, uh, stepping up and, you know, maybe surprising a few people this year, as well as we head into freestyle. I think that not only should Jeremy Slifko make the world finals this year, I think that he'll make some noise as well. His driving style fits the Vegas track, and I believe that he will make the world finals and make a lot of noise there, if not bring home a world championship in freestyle. Uh, moving on to the checkered flag part, uh, Bill Payne and that rock star, you know, it's always a, uh, a great combination for the checkered flag fans. He's a superstar in that regard, and, uh, you know, he's he's he runs he runs crazy he runs wild and uh, anytime you put that truck on the pocatello track you know you have a shot at something really cool happening i did not agree with the fact that you can win a world title or whatever you want to call it off of three hits like he did last year but you know i think that uh bill's plenty motivated he always is and uh loves the sport and it shows when he drives you know people make uh you know i guess you'd say a little bit of noise about is this safe? Is that safe? Uh, you know that's up to the driver. That's up to everybody else to figure out. But Bill Payne will make some noise this year behind the wheel of the Rockstar. Well, it's interesting that you bring up you know Bill Payne and the Rockstar. You know another interesting note to come in with this season is he's debuting an all new chassis uh, this coming weekend in Utah, and uh, really interested to see what you know Bill's going to do now with that style truck. You know this is a fully tube chassis. It's not a, a remnant of one of the old uh, hot stuff or high voltage trucks. You know. This thing is an all-new, you know, completely from the ground up built new piece. And, uh, you know, I'm really interested to see what he's going to do with that, how he's going to be able to handle it, you know, see how drastic of a change it's going to be, you know, going from rocks, you know, the original Rockstar to this new truck, you know. 
I wonder how long it's going to take for him to get used to this truck and, you know, if he's going to be able to do all the same things that he's become known for. Uh, you know, the way that Bill runs, uh, he's definitely going to push it to the limit. And, uh, you know, that's going to make for some really interesting moments to watch for this year. And, uh, you know, if he gets if he gels with that truck immediately, yeah, he's definitely got a chance at uh, really turning some heads this year. Great points all around, guys. Now, it's uh, been great talking about the cup upcoming 2011 season. We want to give you a little preview and just let you know where we'll be at uh, for the first weekend, the January 7th through 9th weekend. I will be in Detroit, Michigan, covering the Big Monster Jam show there. Uh, Charlie Pawkin and Gravedigger will be there, as well as John Zimmer and David Brown behind the wheel of Excalibur. That will be a great show to watch, great show to check out. Look for those photos as soon as possible on allmonster.com. As well, Jeremy Piglussi will be in Columbus, Ohio, covering the new hot lineup for the Freestyle Mania. Of course, you're going to have Paul Strong and Kayla Savage behind the wheel of Martial Law and Heartbreaker at these Freestyle Mania shows this year, so that's going to be interesting. As well as Jim Burns and Mechanical Mischief, and the re-debut, if you will, of, grave, of the new Gravedigger that Gary Porter is going to be driving. So be on the lookout for photos from Columbus and Detroit as soon as possible on AllMonster.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on Beyond the Lens. And that's it for this edition of the AllMonster.com Beyond the Lens. On behalf of everyone here at the show, please tune in next time, and thank you.